This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Have you noticed all the climate hysteria? Is anybody not noticing the climate hysteria? That would be the better question, I think. How can you how can you not notice every day it's a new headline? I've been talking about it here for a couple of weeks. The frenzy is amazing. I think it's AI driven, I really do. I think they plug it in. This is what we want to be the the direction and they hit pr- go. And this AI thing takes over, and, and, and nobody, uh, for whatever reason, seems to be able to pull it back. And I think a lot of it has to do with the way news is syndicated. You've got a very few corporations controlling information, and even fewer lines on where that information is coming from. If it doesn't fit the narrative, it doesn't go. Just the, That's the bottom line. You've got a few independents out there that you know do their thing like myself, but... Other than that, it's all very cookie cutter. And I think for that and for other reasons, it's just gone nutso. And you've got, you know, Republicans saying, you know, look at these crazy Democrats, but I don't think this is Democrat driven at all. I'm not sure that it's driven by a political ideology. You know, there's a very basic question that has a lot to do with, with how you think. That question is why? I've said forever, you want to talk about common sense? That's what common sense is, understanding why. Why does water boil? Hmm? Why does it freeze? Why does it expand when it freezes? These, these very basic, fundamental understandings, truths, whatever you want to call it. Once you understand that, you understand why, other things begin to make a lot more sense In a different way as well. A more logical way, I guess you could say. Understanding why. Why are we getting this frenzy of media information? I'm not exactly sure. And I'm speculating to you that I think a big part of it is AI-driven, centralized news, if that makes sense. And I think you're seeing the results of it. I really do. It's a big problem in itself, it's not fact-checked, people-checked. I, I see articles being written. I see names. Uh, it, cl- it looks to me that to be clearly a, a fictitious writer and an AI article, and I see a lot of it. A lot of it. Who knows? Either way, you're getting climate frenzy. You're getting misinformation. So here's your daily intelligence brief to give you a little bit of truth to it. The latest frenzy that I had here, who, uh, who put the, I put the headline, sometimes I forget to put it with the Washington Post. In Earth's hottest spots, heat is testing the limits of human survival. A man pours water on his head to cool off during a heat wave in Tehran. That's uh, Iran, if you don't know. As the northern hemisphere approaches summer peak, heat is testing the limits of humans. Survival in Earth's hottest spots and demonstrating the extremes that are increasingly possible and probable against the backdrop of accelerated global warming. In recent days, China set an all-time high 
of nearly 126 degrees, Death Valley 128 degrees, too shy of the highest reliably measured temperature on Earth. Phoenix expected to observe a record-breaking 19th consecutive day at or above 110 degrees. Doom and gloom and people are dying except for one small problem. They're not. They're not dying at all. All I've seen is a bunch of phony photographs, phony information. Why is this? Well, I cannot attest to the accuracy of this information, except to say to you that I have corroborated it with other sources, and I'm also able to corroborate it with my own uh, attempts to gather an accurate temperature reading. I would suggest to you that it's more or less impossible to completely accurately measure the temperature. Unless, unless <laughs> you were to pick a point at a specific height that would be unencumbered by other conditions. But even then, still not completely true. Let me illustrate this a little bit differently, what I mean when I say to you, you cannot exactly measure the temperature. They give you ocean temperatures. Atlantic City ocean temperatures, water temperature, 62 degrees. Does that mean that you put your toe in the water that it's 62 degrees? No. <clears throat> you can get shallow areas that warm up where like a sandbar creates a blocked area. The water is going to be warmer there. And the minute you start to go deeper, the water is going to drop. Am I right? So where is this 62-degree Atlantic City water temperature that they speak of? Well, there has to be an agreed-upon way of doing that that's consistent. And in terms of the air, I don't know how water temperatures are done. Maybe they're just as goofy. It wouldn't surprise me that they are. wouldn't surprise me one bit. Let me give you a little better, more specific example. I cannot tell you um, at two different locations... And five different thermometers, they never match. And usually, usually, huge discrepancies in, in the temperatures that they're reading. Now, suffice to say that there's absolutely no scientific um, reasoning or methodology behind my placement other than me trying to use a little bit of common sense. Obviously, the one that's up on our deck that sits in direct sunlight against the, a masonry wall, um, it, it gets very warm. The wall absorbs heat. It's amazing. You can feel it if you put your hand on it. It would be like putting the thermometer down on the road. All right? So, the information I'm about to share with you, I've corroborated with my own observations, although unscientific, as well as other information I've read. Beyond that, you'll have to decide for yourself. This is what's reported from hotair.com, which is uh, has a, a right-wing editor. <laughs> One of those guys. Um, I don't know his name, but uh, he does get around. He's got a podcast as well, hotair.com, if you want to check it out. I don't really necessarily uh, use it as a go-to source, but I have in the past. so And I found this article to be particularly useful. Here's, I'm going to paraphrase this article, not the whole thing for you, okay? 
You should check out the work of veteran meteorologist Anthony Watts of the Heartland Institute. He's been studying the climate and weather in general for a very long time. He travels around the country inspecting meteorological equipment and studies historical weather data from around the world. Hmm, well this sounds like somebody who might know a little bit about what I was just talking about. One of the first findings he would like the public to be aware of is that not only are wildfires common in many parts of North America, but the reality is that in the 21st century they've actually been less numerous. They've just been getting more attention from the press and social media. I spoke about this hysteria relative to the tornado that hit our town. I asked people, well-meaning conservative Republicans, by the way, you know, they're supposed to be the smart ones, right? And I said, gee, what do you think of this tornado thing? Oh, I don't know, you never saw this happening before. I'm like, really? It was about 1954 the last time one hit the other side of the township. Really? Yep. Well, it couldn't have been as bad. I kid you not. That's how people defended it. There's like, on average, I don't know, 60 to 90 tornadoes a year that hit Pennsylvania. And guess what? The same thing. The number's actually been a kind of off and a low number. (laughs) And this is what concerns me, by the way. For example... With this climate hysteria, we didn't see any snow this year. We might have had some blow in and a little covering or something, but nothing. The snowblower was not out one time, okay? Great. Until it snows and we get three inches and they act like it's a an alien invasion overtaking the clouds, <laughs> the weather. Listen to this. Anyway, he's saying that... Uh, Here's a meteorologist saying that these wildfires happen. He says, when discussing the modest warming that the planet has exhibited, there there is a need to have solid data. But as Dr. Watts has examined weather stations around the country, he's discovered the available data may be nearly useless when attempting to quantify very slight changes in average temperatures. That's because more than 90% of the data is, quote, corrupted. You could say it another way, that corrupted is going to appeal to the the conspiracy theorist right-wingers, but it's going to turn off the liberal-minded, scientific-thinking people. The data was not gathered consistently, and for that reason, it cannot be looked on reliably. My words. I'm no scientist, mind you. And here it says the reason for that is the reality that the vast majority of the thermometers that the uh, NOAA relies on are improperly installed and maintained, leading to the recording of artificially higher temperatures. In order to produce accurate temperature readings based on NOAA's uh, own published standards, thermometers are supposed to be in natural, pristine locations like fields, forests, hilltops, etc., I don't know how far us would do that, but anyway. Uh, but Dr. Locke's research, research has revealed that more than 90% of the thermometers are inappropriate places, 96% in parking lots, on buildings, or against brick walls, or in other artificial environments. The brick, asphalt, and other human construction materials used in these environments artificially trap heat, leading to a warming bias in the collected data. I've observed the same thing myself. This is not to say that the city's parking lots and highways are not warmer. They clearly are. 
but it's not because the planet overall is getting warmer. It's because we build things that trap and retain more heat than Mother Nature would capture and retain if left to our own devices. Well, well, well. And what's the answer to all that? You better say solar panels. You better say it right now. If you don't, you're going to be labeled a Nazi and, and brought up on charges. We didn't hear some of the stories I had to share with you this week. Unbelievable that some of the things that people are going on, things that are going on. A, uh, a sports guy, somebody in sports, was suspended because they liked a post. I forget, I think it was anti something anti-Semitic. Because he liked the post. Forgive me if I thought that free speech meant that you were allowed to also have your own opinions. It may be distasteful. You may consider it vulgar. You may consider it disgusting to speak about it. But I believe the law is supposed to allow people to decide on their own if they want to like Jewish people or not and how they feel about that. You know, I know a lot of Jewish people, for example, that don't like blacks, and they openly talk about it. It's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, we, we don't like them. Like, some of those the connection. It's funny to me. Funny to me, the group think. I don't know. Crazy times we're living in. You better say solar panels. What is the answer to all this climate, this heating, cooling nonsense going on? What would you say? What's the answer? Quick, solar panels. It's man-made climate change. You can't change that, Chris. That's what you want to say, right? You know it. You've, you've heard it enough times, repeated, repeated, repeated. What do they say? Sooner or later it becomes the truth. They're going to keep saying it until everybody agrees with it. Okay, it's man-made climate change, and we need to go full solar. These guys, these these right-wing loonies that wrote this article, here's how... Here's how Here's how, here's how Naziistic they are. My word, I know. They're saying simply plant more trees. <laughs> I can't believe the, the the. Do you know how? Uh, um, um, what's the reckless that is? That our planet is careening to destruction, and these right wing loony, these right wing Bible thumping loonies, when just, are just going to plant trees and make it go away. <laughs> oh, wait till it snows that's all I can tell you I hope you got the sarcasm in that somebody won't I'll be hearing about it it's okay I'll straighten it out it's the ones that I don't hear from that I get worried about I'm like did somebody just walk away from that thinking that I was serious about that yep <laughs> I don't know what do you do about that stop being sarcastic one of the things I've talked about a few times and the reason why we're doing this little intelligence briefing as a counterintelligence to the disinformation being spewed out. That's quite the circle jerk, isn't it? What am I talking about? Government propaganda. State-sponsored propaganda. I know, I know. For some of you, uh, these are difficult terms to, to swallow. It sounds uh, conspiracy theory, Chris. You know, it'll lead me down the path of being an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be thinking for myself on a lot of things. I know it's hard, but stay with me. Stay with me. What am I talking about in simple terms? Well, here we go. Biden administration gave a university over $2 million to study microaggressions. No, no, monitor microaggressions. 
the National Institute of Health, NIH, has since September been funding a $2.2 million program at the University of Miami examining how, quote, microaggressions affect, quote, black cisgender queer women who have HIV. Because it's important to know. $2.2 million to help cisgender queer women with HIV. Uh-huh. What do you think that money's going to do for monitoring that? Okay? That's not communication. That's not government fund. That's that's the research they're doing to provide the government funded propaganda. Here's the one I want you to listen to. When you talk about state sponsored propaganda, that conspiracy theory term, right? Most most people, I, Chris, I I, you know, I I really can't. I I I can't hear this. Okay, how about this? Department of Homeland Security. What is their job? Homeland Security, of course, gave a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar grant. So the Department of Homeland Security, you would think, is some kind of security enforcement investigative unit, is also issuing grants, giving away money. Money for what? For security purposes? Well, I'm sure they'd give you some kind of highly intellectual tie in that regard. But let me just tell you where it went. It went to an organization that many of us view as an enemy of the state. But yet the Department of the Homeland... Now, maybe I'm wrong about that. I could be. I'm going to tell you the organization in a second. But it's just kind of amazing that I look at this organization and say, man... Yeah, this organization is dangerous uh, to our country. I guess I, I am completely wrong because the Department of Homeland Security given them almost a million bucks to the Southern Poverty Law Center. I say, okay, Chris, that's interesting. It's interesting that the Department of Homeland Security gives away grants. Now, I'm sure people go, ah, this goes all the time. All the agencies are doing it. Yeah, I now know that. Does everybody else? Did the taxpayers know it? I don't think so. Why? All this money being given away to the Southern Poverty Law Center. But the grant has to be issued for a very specific reason, and it was. That very specific reason was to inoculate, to quote, inoculate teens against extremism. And let me just uh, inoculate uh, definition. Immunize against the disease by introducing infective material, microisms or microorganisms or vaccine into the body. Um, let's see if there's a more direct. Introduce an infective organism. So, taken literally, you say, well, what am I reading into this, some secret message? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I think it's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're buying loyal people in these groups. Provided the Biden administration awarded a six-figure grant to a liberal think tank to produce inocul- inoculation videos to fight extremism. The organization in question, the Polarism and Extremism Research and Innovation Lab, Peril, has extensive ties to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Okay, so it wasn't directly given to the Southern Poverty Law Center. 
that this is money handed down as part of a targeted violence and terrorism prevention program. Pearl was featured on Southern Poverty Law Center's latest hate and extremism report, which classified parents' rights organizations for Moms for Liberty as an extremist hate group and partners with the organization on other projects. (laughs) I think I got this kind of wrong here. It sounds like Peril has provided information to Southern Law Law Center, but the Southern Poverty Law Center recently listed this Peril group as a hate and extremism group. I don't trust the Southern Poverty. Yeah, we've come full circle in all this. Where the heck is the money going and what's it being used for? I don't know. Here you go. Last year, the Southern Poverty Law Center awarded Peril and um, another organization $650,000, another $89,000 to map gun rights rhetoric and narratives. State-sponsored media being filtered down from the Department of Homeland Security. How's this allowed to go on? It's allowed to go on because of the Smith-Month Act. I'm probably saying that wrong. As amended in 2012, uh, thanks to uh, yours truly, Professor Obama. But I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Blame the establishment. Uh, Serious harms from the vaccine are not rare, according to the Brownstone uh, Institute. I didn't read through this. CDC says they're rare, all these other. um, According to the scale used by drug regulators, SAE is occurring at a rate in 1 in 556 is categorized as uncommon, but far more common than the public has been told. And I think this specifically is referring to the the COVID vaccine. That there's much more problems than they're uh, letting on to be. (laughs) Let me just mention a couple other things here, too. This stuff isn't as big of a deal. Some of it may be. Um, Democrat Senator jokes about Pornhub. This is the type of leadership. She said, I guess it went down, and she posted on Twitter. Here, let me pull it up. Exactly what she said. Um, I don't have it here. As you may know, oh, she's a she's clearly on there. Interesting, probably done as a uh, what do you call it? You know, attention getter. Here's the Epic Times. Why has flying become so miserable? I can tell you why. Lack of straight-through flights. They've made the seats smaller than ever. Why can't the airlines... I, I, I would require this. I think it should be regulated. They should have to um, you know, do a size measurements and provide a certain number of larger seats on the planes and put people in those seats accordingly. You know, this idea that they're going to charge for two or <clears throat> just going to... You know, force. You imagine if you had, you had, and you don't have to be that huge. You take, uh, say, three 350 pound men that are each six foot six and try putting them next to each other in airplane seats and tell me that's possible. But yet, if they buy a ticket and they're expected to fly, and they, but you're going to crush them. Into, at what point does it become completely unreasonable when it's too small for somebody who's five foot six? 
What if the seats you can't you couldn't fit three five foot six, two hundred pound men? Would people be outraged then? It's size discrimination, and you can laugh at me because I'm big. I understand, but it's size discrimination. There are humans that are bigger that need more room. I I, I don't know how it's allowed to go on really. There should be a, a, a standard on it. I'm sure there is. Anyway, they made it too small. Lack of direct flights. And then the constant uh, delays, and I don't know what, why there's so many more delays these days. I think it's attributed to a bunch of different things, but primarily the fact that there's no straight-through flights. So every time one plane goes down, it affects you know 75 other flights all of a sudden, all got to be reworked. Impossible to do. That's the main. And then add to that that, that people become so horribly unreasonable, nasty, and rude, and you get what you get. Did you see this story, this 7th grader censored uh, by the school for wearing a shirt that said there, was, there are only two genders? The schools are, you know, free speech is under attack, and free speech is, is in some ways under attack, um, well, because the issues have become so pro-polarizing. Should a shirt saying Black Lives Matter be allowed in the school? I don't think it's a good idea. Um, why should... There are only two genders not be allowed in school, in my opinion. I completely agree with the message. This guy's suing. Maybe he'll win. Um, I think it just makes it harder for the schools. I would say no printed material in the schools. Just make it a rule. It's inflammatory. It has the potential to cause a distraction when the only thing that's important in school, which is learning, and it's not a political place. It's not a place to debate whether there are two genders or not. It shouldn't be brought up in schools, right? If we believe that, then it shouldn't be discussed in the schools, period. Not one way or the other. I would say no printed material. I know not everybody's going to agree with me on that, but that's my feelings on it. Here's a report um, from uh, RT on Macron's secret Uber deal. Why do I bring this up? Well, this is really what's going on, um, done in a variety of ways to skirt around the law, whether it's Supreme Court justices, um, politicians, you know, all kinds of lobbies and money that are spent to influence people. And it works, apparently. It works very effectively. Somebody does you a favor, and suddenly you owe them. It's kind of the way the world works in some ways. It's never going to completely go away. But this tie for, to corporate, uh, large corporations and government officials is clearly shown here. That Macron's making a secret deal. Remember that the government workers are very unhappy in France. They're getting a bad deal from, from the Macron. Macron's freeing up this money on their backs. They don't like it. Did you hear this story this week about this uh, riot in New York City, in Manhattan, no less? This uh, Kai Senate, he was a, a YouTube, quote, influencer. I don't know. I guess he set up this New York City giveaway, and went there and there was this huge riot. It's interesting to me that um, he is going to be charged, um, but I wonder how Black Lives Matter didn't get charged. Black Lives Matter, I bet you, was given permits for everything that they did. Yep, and as long as they got their permits which allowed the connection to be made for them to work within the parameters of the political establishment, it was all allowed to go on. But this guy's going to get a little dose 
of what Trump's getting. A raw deal. They got away with it, and he won't. Listen to this crazy story. An otter attack in Montana hurt three women. One had to be flown to the hospital with bites on her face and arm. They were floating down the river. No, I didn't get the details on how they were floating down the river. Um, And the otter attacked them. Can you believe that? It's nuts. I don't know how you would defend against that. For God's sake. They got hurt pretty badly. Let me leave you with this little story to digest. 33 officer arrests in three years has a sheriff asking, what are we doing wrong? Richmond County, Virginia. More than 30 sworn officers have been arrested over the past three years, mostly on smuggling drugs or items into the county jail or assaulting inmates. Wow. Wow. It's, are we missing something in the hiring process? Are we not providing enough training? All these issues have been exhaustively addressed and discussed, and yet misconduct is still occurring, despite the fact that deputies are consistently being arrested and losing their careers. The only constant truth we've been able to detect is monetary gain. It simply appears to be all about the money. These officers taking the money. Let me tell you a big problem, in case you don't know. Uh, sometimes what they're getting is, is not enough to live on. Maybe that should be looked at, too. God willing, I'll be back Friday. I hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.